Hey, man. Oh, um, <laughs> what's my line? <laughs> I hate that I know you didn't do it on purpose. That's what's really annoying. You know, you didn't even do it on purpose. <laughs> that was a hundred percent on purpose. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, hey, man, have you? What's up? <laughs> Why did you do that with your body? That was an honest reaction. <laughs> a seven-year-old being like, Argh! "Have I ever heard of what? Have you ever heard of Elmer McCurdy? Elmer McCurdy? <laughs> yeah. Is that the is that Elmer Fudd's real name? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. <laughs> okay, Elmer McCurdy. Uh, yeah. So, um, this story, man. Is this Jeanette's dad? Oh, whoa. Jeanette McCurdy. It could be actually. Um, so here's here's the deal. This is a story of a man. Um, who cried a river and drowned the whole world? Um, okay, looks so sad in photographs. Cried a river so big they had to make it a canal. <laughs> Sorry, that was a dumb song reference. No, this is um, uh, this guy. He, I'm just gonna tell the story. I don't know how to. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to bury the lead. Um, I do want to bury the lead. Okay. Actually, I think it's a better story that way. Um, so most stories are. You're listening to somebody who doesn't tell a good story. Yeah, and they just give you like they just. You know what I hate? I hate. Have you ever been around me telling a good story? Because yeah. I'm a professional storyteller. Yeah, 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 yeah. And someone, namely, you know, I won't even say her. <laughs> I won't say her name, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> will jump in with the with the thing I'm leading up to. <laughs> like I'm trying to paint a beautiful picture, and it's gonna land here. Land at a and good And she'll story. jump in and just go, yeah, yeah. And then this happened, and you're like, if you would, you know what? <laughs> you know, I wish. Why I wish you well eat your now, dry chicken and get yeah, out of here. Yeah, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> I guess I'll just take your. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so yeah, you tell good stories. First of all, you, hey, you want to see a dead guy? What? <laughs> he goes, yeah. My name is Spoonie Singh, and everyone's like, "You're stupid, dude. <laughs> You're real dumb." Couple train robbers next to this train yeah. that they've broken down. Ski masks, obviously. So they bombed it. Mount no. Rushmore, and that's how the mountain was formed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Things I learned last night. So Elmer McCurdy, uh, he was born in 1880 in Washington, Maine, um, which is a city in Maine. It's not. He wasn't born in both Washington and Maine. <laughs> He's a very large person, <laughs> um, and uh, he had a, a, a troubled childhood. Um, okay. He was raised by his aunt and uncle, um, and in what his, year was he born? 1880. 1880. 1880. You probably said that already, but I missed it. Yeah, I did. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, raised by his aunt and uncle. And they, uh, in his, when he was in high school, um, he found out that his aunt, or who he thought was his aunt, was actually his mother. Um, and his aunt and uncle raised him because uh, they didn't want her mother, his mother, to uh, face the ridicule and social climate of the town because okay. she didn't know his father. So she thought, he thought that this was his sister his whole life? Yeah. No, he thought this was his aunt. Okay. So his aunt and uncle raised him. His mother, he thought was his aunt. So his so so his mom's brother and sister. That's what him. I was trying to get to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah his yeah. mom's brother, well, not brother and sister, his mom's brother well, and sister in law. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> so well, so the reason yeah, why her mom's brother and sister. Yeah, the reason why they elected to raise him is because his mother wasn't positive who the father was. Got and it. So she she didn't have a father to raise him with. Which in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, is, that was a big deal. And so they were like, we'll raise him. They were like, no one's ever going to talk to you again. Yeah, if they find out. Yeah, that this is your child. So they yeah. took him in. They raised him and he found out and was really upset about it. Um, also found out that the most likely candidate for his father was uh, <laughs> his mom's cousin. Uh, so uh, <laughs> just okay. a really weird tangled family line that is messy. How do you find that out? He looked down at his feet and was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm supposed to have 10 of these things. <laughs> My toes face backwards. 
This explains so much. <laughs> yeah. Mom, I mean, aunt, aunt, what's his mom's name? Mom, aunt, mom. Aunt, mom. <laughs> it just feels like there's something you're not telling me. You know? I can't quite put aunt my backwards toe on it. <laughs> I can't quite put my sewn together fingers on. You know how some people can do this and they, yeah, exactly. uh, he, he can't not do <laughs> that. You not. know? Um, so in high school, he became an alcoholic when he found this out. <clears throat> very, uh, very, very upset. Sure. Um, ended up running away from home, trying to get in, tried to get into a few different careers until he eventually landed on the military, which is honestly, I view the military very similar <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to what? Uh, to cults. They just prey on <laughs> innocent youth that are in troubled situations and say, hey, why don't you be one of us? How um, many weeks till this comes out? <laughs> I, ho- I hope it's Veterans Day. <laughs> it comes- are you doing the math on it? <laughs> Dude, I felt that way at the air show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like I went to the air show this weekend, and it is just straight up. I mean, the the guy on the speaker was like, "This plane is used to kill Russian Sams and China." And you're like, <laughs> he said that, and I was like, I don't think you can say. I think we might have to cut it out of the podcast. I don't think you can say <laughs> I don't think that. You can say that out loud. Yeah, but he, that's what he was. You know, it's it's, a giant the whole thing is just a recruiting thing, yeah. and then they go, "We'll give you free college." You know, you got a future. Yep. Yep. You know, and uh, you know if you. Will uh, help you find your dad. You really don't have an identity when you get in. That's real. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it's a little a little culty. A little culty. Yeah, that's a pretty culty thing. Okay, so he joins it for the benefits. <clears throat> yeah, he joins he joins the military, and while he's there, at, at this point, it's uh, 1907. He joins the U.S. Army, um, and he actually gets uh, stationed in Fort Leavenworth, uh, so right around the corner from here. Um, and there he uh, he's trying to see the show in Leavenworth at a yeah, college there. Yeah, yeah, and they were like it's not haunted <laughs> which <laughs> anytime you walk into a building and someone like was like hey just so you know it's not just haunted so you know. <laughs> and then he like went he left me alone in this unlit building didn't turn any lights on Hey, by the way it's not haunted in here. See ya dude. It's like there's it's a Catholic school. There's pictures of nuns all over the wall and then there's yeah, a that's poem. pretty haunted. There's a poem on the wall titled yeah. The walls breathe at <laughs> University of St. Mary. That's literally the title of the poem. And I said, that's great. Yeah, yeah, not haunted. Okay. Yeah, I don't those believe lungs you. are about to be asphyxiated, 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 asphyxiated with this smoke from burning down the building. From burning the building down. <laughs> We're about to have tar lungs. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the poem was actually about that biosphere. Yeah. The walls breathe. The walls breathe. So he is in the military, nineteen oh seven, just yeah, in time. He's trained as a machine gun operator. Okay. Um, he gets decently good at that. Um, also trained as a nitroglycerin demolitioner. <laughs> <laughs> nitroglycerin yeah. operator. I don't know what the sure. nitro nitro man. Um, uh, very minimally in that, but he has a decent enough just understanding. Enough. He could blow some stuff up, you know, but not like. A, but like a little, you know, he could, yeah, like he could blow some stuff, but it's kind of like <laughs> he knows as much about explosives as like your uncle knows about fireworks. Like Enough. he can tell you a lot about a lot of them and he can tape a bunch together and yeah. it's really cool. But at the same time, he's got nine fingers. And yeah. so you take everything he says with like a little bit of a, yeah, like, Ooh. you're like, yeah, but, hmm. uh, so uh, he, he does a little mini career in the military and he's honorably discharged on November 7th, 1910. Um, just okay. in time. Uh, <laughs> just got, got out. Just, got in out time. just in time. What was um, he discharged for? Do we, know? It, we, we don't know. Uh, they just were honorably. just like, I think we've had enough of you. Uh, you can go now. Like, go on, Elmer. <laughs> go on. Get. Get. Go. Get. <laughs> uh, so he moves to St. Joseph, Kansas, um, which threw me for a loop. I uh, didn't yeah, know there was one, one of those. Um, but anyway, so he moves to St. Joseph, Kansas, where he meets up with one of his military buddies. Um, and together, the two of them, they go out and they buy some chisels, some hacksaws, some funnels for nitroglycerin, some gunpowder, some money sacks. Um, and the police are like, this looks like you're trying to rob some banks. So they arrest them. Uh, oh, good. 
They arrest them and they're in court. Um, like you can't prove we're trying to rob banks. And they said we're we're building a foot operated machine gun. And the court was like, "Cool, get back at what it." What year was that? <laughs> it was literally a couple months later. It was uh, like January nineteen eleven. Nineteen eleven. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're like we're trying to, we're building the machine gun and it's protected under my second amendment rights. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right, cool man. Can't argue we'll that. Yeah. Get on out of here. Um Go on, get. <laughs> so in January 1911, uh, they win that court case uh, and are proven not guilty, I guess. Um And then they go on to rob some banks. And in March 1911, yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%,
<laughs> for two hours. <laughs> I mean, like for the first couple of minutes. Well, then at that point, someone's had to go to inspect the building. Yeah, someone's, someone's have to go someone look. Walked around and then went. <laughs> Just see these guys with the sledgehammers. Then came back and was like, "Yeah, there's two dudes uh, sledgehammering, sledging the wall, sledging the walls." Doesn't look like they're making any progress. <laughs> yeah. Should um, I call someone or just, they'll get tired? Let yeah, them go. <laughs> yeah, let them tire out. So eventually they broke through the wall. It took them two hours to do it. Eventually they broke through the wall. Um, and then they got to the vault and they said, okay, nitro guy, do your thing. So Elmer, he sets up his and little nitro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so tired. <laughs> So he's, <laughs> he's like, his arm, you know, when your arms, arms are just like, start glue, rubbery. like you're like, okay, uh, here we go. Okay. Uh, <sighs> uh, so uh, he sets up his nitro, um, but again, uses the wrong mixture. Uh, not quite enough. It was enough to blow the door off the vault, but this is one of those situations where there's the vault and then inside the vaults, the safe. So he has to blow through two. And Got so it. the vault blows the vault door off and it actually flies through the bank and just absolutely destroys the bank. But the the safe is unharmed. <laughs> and, you know, you gotta think too. They're sledgehammering a wall for two hours with a with all the resources of a of a nitro bomb, and not, and not any point in the two hours did they go. They say, hey, we should bomb. We the should wall. just bomb the wall. If it's enough to like make the door fly through the bank, and that is at no point the wall. were they like, maybe we should use this. Maybe we should, you know. But is that all they had with them? They couldn't get to the safe now. Yeah, yeah, they used it all. And so now they couldn't get to the safe. And so they started trying to hammer through the safe for a little bit. That makes sense. Meanwhile, their lookout panics and runs. Yeah. And so they're the loose. Lookout's like, dude, I was standing there and a vault door started <laughs> charging toward me. I was like, is this some kind of advanced security they got? And so they freak out. They end up just taking all the coins that are in the tray outside the safe and running with it. So Great. it's 150 bucks, 40, 4,300 bucks in today's dollars. Uh, so Again, again, some money. money. You got some money, but n- how much was the nitro? How much did that cost? I don't know. I'm assuming he just kept it from when he left the military. Okay. Like I'm assuming it's kind of like when you graduate and like you got your like, textbook still. This is my couch now. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This is my couch now. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> and then you get married, and your wife is like, "It's disgusting. Get it out of here." Yeah, and then you're like, "Fine." Little brother, you can hold on to this for a little bit, but I want it back eventually. And he goes, I don't want this. And then he holds on to it, and then he goes and buys new furniture, furniture and throws it and away. Throws it away. Just Did throws throw it, it in away? the dump to like literally not even to like a new home. Doesn't even rehome didn't, it. Didn't ask doesn't, you about it either. Yeah, it doesn't tell me. I just come over one Would day. Would you want to drop it off at the couch shelter? Yeah, you want, I you wanted want like in the a little cage and like families walking by. Well, like, expected- Ooh, is this our new little couch? I expected and he gets there and they're like, they're like, no, that couch is too aggressive. We had to put it down. <laughs> what did you want him to do? What are you talking about? <laughs> I expected him to at the very least have keep it in the family. Give it to someone else we knew so I could still go visit it. Every once in a while car accident and the whole <laughs> road was just covered in chicken strips <laughs> and you told that story. I'm it's funny now because he's fine. <laughs> Have you told that story? I don't know if we have. My brother, uh, there's this restaurant called Slim Chickens. Shout out to Slims. We love it. Um, and I don't know what happened. He got he got in a wreck leaving it, and he bought two orders of Slim Chickens because he wanted um, to eat one of them later. And so he gets in that wreck, and it was a decent wreck. Like the airbags deployed and everything, and he was eating while he was driving. And so he opened the door and the chicken just fell all over the street. And so there's just chicken strips all over the street when I pull up and I think that's hilarious. I pulled up and I see his car all messed up chicken strips all over the street and then him behind his car sitting on the curb eating, <laughs> eating chicken, chicken strips out the other box that he didn't spill. <laughs> It'd be rough if he was picking out glass <laughs> from his chicken strips biting into it. I can't tell if it's crispy or if that's glass. I literally thought I was like, I was like, bro, did you did you go back and get a new? He's like, oh no, I ordered two. No, I ordered two. <laughs> One of them casualty. You know, I'm gonna claim it on the insurance. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, I got a question. Uh, Will you guys yeah. cover my State Farm. Uh, it's like a 2004 Ford Focus in a box of Slim Chickens strips. <laughs> State Farm's like, I guess we'll cover. I mean, it's ten dollars. What's the, 
I guess <laughs> he gets a check for fifty four hundred and twelve eighty eight. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh man. And, the, and the, I mean that, you know, the fire department knew what to do because he had that chicken on board sticker. Did more damage to the car than the wreck did. <laughs> we got to save that chicken. <laughs> save it. It could open it anyway. <laughs> Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. If you liked it, it would really help us out if you leave a review or a comment on YouTube, uh, if that's what you're watching on. Uh, and if you want to check out another episode, I recommend Julianne Kopke. Uh, that was an episode all about a woman who survived a 10,000 foot fall from a plane uh, without a parachute. Uh, landed in the Amazon. Absolutely bonkers story, uh, and it was pretty fun. We had a lot of fun, Jared and I, in that episode. Uh, so you should check it out. It's one of my favorites right now. Uh, but thanks so much for being here. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver infused fabric and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, you, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L-N at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, one of the things that I have a problem with is I am a bottler. And that means when I feel something, any emotion, um, typically negative ones, I will bottle it up and pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, it's, a, it's a thing I've struggled with for a long time, uh, and I think a lot of us can sympathize with this. We, we deal with stressors in our lives, whether they're big or they're small things, we bottle them up, uh, and then that can start to affect us negatively. It can weigh us down, but therapy is a safe place we can go to get those sorts of things off of our chest and to figure out what the things are that are actually weighing you down, because sometimes you bottle that stuff up and you didn't realize you bottled it up. Uh, that's been something that's been super helpful for me with my relationship with my therapist. He walks me through these things and uh, unscrews the bottle caps and lets, lets things explode all over the place uh, in a safe environment uh, where that's kind of the understanding of what's happening. Uh, if you're thinking of getting giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapist at any time for no additional additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Uh, so yeah, so this another crime. I mean, they got money. Sure. They got it some. didn't go great. Didn't go great. Yeah. And then, and then came the big kahuna, the Katie train. Now, this what? was a big deal, the Katie train. Okay. <clears throat> this is October 4th, 1911, uh, like two weeks after this last one. Okay. There's a train traveling through Kansas. They're like, let's go back to trains. We got more on the train heist than we did yeah, the bank. We're better at trains. We're better at moving targets, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a train traveling to Oklahoma through Kansas. 
that was carrying a four hundred thousand dollar royalty heading to the Osage Nation from the four hundred thousand at that time. Yeah, so it's worth eleven point six million today. Jeez, um, and they just had that in change. Uh, How do they know this stuff? How do they know this stuff's on the trains? Do you know? I don't know. The government probably put it in the paper. They're like, we're <laughs> sending four hundred thousand dollars in the Osage. Money. Yeah, on train number one hundred four. <laughs> it's gonna. Here's the schedule. <laughs> here's the schedule. If you want to um, wave at it, <laughs> yeah, go tell them. Yeah, go shoot cheer some fireworks on. nearby or something. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> congratulations. Uh, I lighting a cigarette with a firework. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. And so they said, yeah, we're, we're going to rob that, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd think they would keep that under wraps is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know how they found out about it. Um, they got a train guy. I guess. I don't know. A conductor. A conductor. Oh, a whistleblower. Uh, <laughs> funny. That's good. I was going with trainee. <laughs> uh, so so they get, they find the train. Uh, they jump on the train and uh, the conductor is a really cool train robber name, though. That is pretty cool. Yeah, they call me the conductor. Cool. So they jump on the train. They get ready to, to, you know, rob it, rob it, and take all the money and whatever you do when you rob. Uh, <laughs> glycerin in hand, machine guns, all the stuff, right? Uh, they get on the train. They realize this is not the train. This is just a regular old passenger train. And we've already blown. Well, now we've we're here. Come in here, guns blazing, and been like, oh, "This is a robbery!" And so we're like, Dude, that's what they did on the train. Yeah. And then they're like, "This <laughs> is just." <laughs> How do you know that? I don't know. I'm is assuming, that what they did? This is an assumption. This that's is what an I'm assumption. Saying. They didn't come on and be like, "This is a stick up." You I'm know? sure they did. It's 1911. I'm sure they jumped in and were like, oh, we're robbing you with their fedoras and yeah. pinstripe suits. Yeah, exactly. And is that they, what they were doing? I'm assuming I, this is an assumption, okay, but I'm okay, sure okay, it's okay. true. Uh, it's either that it's either like that or it's like the Silver Dollar City ride. Have you gone the train at Silver Dollar City uh, years ago? I don't remember. Oh, it. Yeah, they pull up and you've done the train at Silver Dollar City, right? Where it's a it's guy in overalls, no shirt. I got a stick in the air and the train stops and he goes, this is a stick up it's a stick in the air and it's jokes like that for 15 minutes. It's wonderful. It's a very fun show. Well, this is a stick up. They go, give us your dollars or your daughters and I go, I don't know if that's, I don't, know I don't if you, you can, can make that anymore. joke anymore in 2022. <laughs> they still do it though. It's the 1800s there and so yeah, uh, so they this just one- started letting women in that park last year. <laughs> Or if women went in the park, they wouldn't talk to them. They'd yeah. only talk to their husbands. It was like Ikea. They had a place for them and you could pick them up at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took me a second to realize Ikea has a kid place. They have a kid place. Yeah. They don't have a woman. Place. <laughs> I was like, is that what you're doing? I wish they did, dude. I'd spend so much less money. If, if stores had a spot where I could drop off Reagan and I could just leave her there, I would want it would be so much faster. I guess home. I guess I could yeah. leave her at home. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. She's not allowed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this this robbery is uh, their hallmark robbery. Yeah, because there's no there's no there's that big jewel is not on board. The thing they're after is mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. So, so then what do they do? Go after passenger stuff? Yeah, they made out with a watch, a coat, a revolver, two demijohns of whiskey, which I had to look this up. This is what you know those like a water cooler where you put the water that holds the water. That's a yeah. demijohn. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So stupid. two Demi Johns of whiskey. <laughs> I mean, that's heavy too. That's like, I mean, that's like a lot. That's you can't hold that by the the neck of it. You got yeah, exactly. Like, Shout out to the passenger who that was his carry on. Yeah, <laughs> Will bro. This fit the overhead. Should we try to get on Southwest with a Demi John? <laughs> can't get through TSA with a Demi John. Yeah, that's two. That's way more than three. What is it? Three liquid ounces. Three ounces. Yeah. Yeah. Just four ounces. But is yeah. this four liquid ounces? I don't know. <laughs> Dimmy John <laughs> and forty six dollars cash. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, this is what they're known for, though. <laughs> yeah, this one got published in the newspaper as the smallest in the history of train robbery. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have gone worse, actually. Uh, and, and I do want to note uh, at this point in his career, um, Wikipedia actually. Um, <clears throat> The note that it leaves in the article says his robberies were generally bungled affairs due to McCurdy's ineptitude. Oh, um, so that's what he's remem- remembered for. Um, I was gonna say if it's if it's always his like partner in crime's fault, that's one thing. But it seems like this guy just sucked at crime. Yeah, it's his fault. It's his fault, one hundred percent of the time. Pretty wow. much. So uh, it was about a year after his discharge. This is now October fourth. They commit this crime. It didn't go great. 
they all kind of scattered and ran across Kansas, right? Uh, Who got to keep the watch? <laughs> you know, how do you decide? And he split up the bounty. I'll take a half a demi, John. Yeah, give me, give me, give me a quarter, John. Uh, I don't know. Cut that revolver in half, and and I'll take <laughs> three bucks. <laughs> I guess. Um, <clears throat> so they scattered across Kansas. They scattered across Kansas. He finds one of his friends who has like a, a hay bale he can crash in. It's like in a barn. He's like, hey, I got a hay bale. You can, that's my guest bed. Oh, okay. You can crash there. I was imagining like the ones that are out in the field, just the hay bales. Yeah, you want to crawl up in there? Just like that is a that is a crowd work <laughs> joke I did the other day. What? Because uh, there was a, I did a tech I did a school in Wyoming, and a lot of the students looked like it. You know, and <laughs> you know what I'm talking about like this guy was an 18 year old college freshman who looks fresh 42. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. the long plaid shirt, jeans, big belt buckle. You know, um, and like not like a not like a 20 something guy who wears all this stuff as like stylish rodeo. Like this yeah. guy, you know, he's he works. He, you know? he works for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, he he works. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and uh, I told him <laughs> I uh, I said you look like you were born on a combine. I said it actually looks like they unrolled one of those hay bales and you were just in it. Like, and that's how you, baby is that's how you came in the world. <laughs> it was a good crowd work. I was like, that's funny. That's really funny. That so is really holding funny. on to that. So that's a good one. So anyway, he's yeah. So he's laying some, in, in the hay bale. Okay. Um, at this point, he's got a few ailments, as you do in 1911. He's got sure. pneumonia. He's got tuberculosis. He worked in a mine for a little bit before this. So he's got tuberculosis. Yeah. He's got trichinosis. Uh, which is the thing I had to look this up and verify that it was real. Um, I guess it's what like is it's, an, it's a he parasite. He can't quit doing <laughs> trick flips like quick. Like he's just <laughs> look how tricky that guy is. Whoa. <laughs> he's got tricky doses. <laughs> it's tricky. Tricky doses. So uh, no, it's a parasite. It's like a parasite you can get and then yeah, uh, yeah it gives you all the runs. Um, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so he was having a hard time. Yeah, he was physically not in great shape, and he's had a pretty awful go at being a burglar for the sure. last year. Not a great robber. Um, yeah, not good at at his new career. That his new post military career is not yeah. going super hot. Um, had the big win where they tricked the government, and it's all been downhill since then. Yeah, and so he's he's camping out in this. Uh, in this hay bale, just downing these demi johns of whiskey, he yeah. got to take those, and he's been just drinking, living off like that crazy. for sure. Um, three days after the heist, uh, sheriffs track him down with bloodhounds, and they get outside the barn, and they're there for a couple hours, wait till the sunrise. When the sun rose, I guess he spotted them and just started shooting at them. Oh, so they got in this big shoot with his machine gun. Yeah, with his foot powered machine gun. Really? He's just laying with there. a revolver. No, with like a, a normal gun. Oh uh, man, yeah, you can't out he didn't have the firearms. He <clears> didn't have the power to Yeah, so they get in this shootout. They get in this long shootout. Eventually he gets shot in the chest. Ah. They kill him. Um and uh normally this would be the whole story. Yeah. But three days later. <laughs> The barn door rolled away, but Jaron, when I tell you this is this is the very beginning of the story. <laughs> no, I'm so excited for you <laughs> to what, find out what, the rest what, of what, this. What? <laughs> this is this is just. I can't wait for you to find out next week on Tillin. Uh, first of all, you, hey, you want to see a dead guy? What? <laughs> Quit doing that. Yeah, so this is Elvin McCurdy. Yeah. Um, uh, this looks like the student I was just talking about. I'm not joking when I say like that is what he looked like. Yeah. Not dead. He looked. He, was, <laughs> he, looked, he looked alive. He looked dead. <laughs> okay. So here's. Let me tell you the story. Here's what happens after this. Okay. Um. So, uh, police shoot him, and they have to. You know. The, uh, when the sheriff shoots somebody, they don't just walk away. Yeah. People they're like, come right. and pick that up and take it to the, the corner. Pick that up. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> they pick that up. <laughs> All right. Someone comes and picks them a person, a living being who had a soul and was just killed. So they took him. They took him to the Undertaker at the, the, of, the, of the WWE, <laughs> and he was I like, <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, dude. He did his <laughs> like. 
<laughs> His hair looks drenched <laughs> all the time. <laughs> what was that sound? <laughs> so they take him they to take him the Undertaker <clears throat> right. in uh, like bury this Pahuska, Oklahoma. Why don't you bury that? And so uh, it, Joseph Johnson is the guy's name, okay. the Undertaker. And so he left the body in the funeral home for a couple of weeks, waiting for someone to claim him because um, they're like, he's like, I'm not going to bury this guy without someone paying for it. <laughs> and so, so he's waiting for the I family. I don't bury anybody for free. <laughs> I'd rather have a rotting corpse <laughs> in my office. <laughs> he's walking in your office out of pride every day. You're like, oh, smells I terrible in here. Claim this guy smells like a poor dead guy. In here. <laughs> oh. Ugh. So he embalms him because the no one's showing up to claim him. So he embalms him. Okay. Um, and just kind of leans him up against the wall in his office. And <laughs> people all over town start showing up because they're like, hey, I hear there's a dead guy at the funeral home. We could go look at it. <laughs> <laughs> they really were like, you want to go see that dead guy? <laughs> yeah, 100%. In Salina, Kansas, <laughs> dead guy. <laughs> Pull off the highway. Come see him. So he, Joseph is like, wait a second. Wait, I can make some money off that. No. So he puts them in a separate room and he char- starts charging people to come in and see and he's the like, dead you guys guy. like that. I got more of them. <laughs> yeah, I got lots. <laughs> I have a lot of dead people. He starts digging up all the dead. He's like, get him out of the grave. <laughs> he, he builds this building, calls it the hall of the dead, and he's like, come look at it. Look at all the dead people. $15. Yikes. News starts to spread of this place where you can come see this dead bank robber uh, or train robber, uh, the dead robber. Why is it okay? And people are legitimately traveling to come see this dead guy. <laughs> Imagine being in, I don't know, <laughs> Illinois, right? And you're like, you want to take the two day trip? It's not a fast <laughs> trip. You want to take the two day trip to go see this, like, <laughs> this dead dude in Oklahoma? <laughs> it's what, 19? 1911. 1911 at this point. Just. <laughs> Uh. Hmm. Honey, what are you uh You got any big plans this weekend? Now you do. You and me taking a vacation. Yeah. We're going to go see a dead guy. <laughs> well, I am. They won't let you in. They but. won't let you in. <laughs> They've got a spot where I can leave you. Well, I go look at a dead guy. <laughs> How so, would you like to see the inside of a coroner's office? <laughs> uh, so word starts to spread that you can go see this dead dude in Oklahoma. Sure. <clears throat> and every circus in the country starts sending letters off to this guy and is like, "Let us buy your dead guy. We really want to buy your dead guy." Can we please have your dead guy? And he's give us your dead. <laughs> give us your dead. <laughs> He's, he's this is a principled undertaker. He's like, I cannot release him to anyone who's not the family, but I can profit on him while and he's here. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. I was like, I well, this is where I draw the line though. And then someone's like, I mean, so he's my okay, so technically he's my son, but he thought he's my nephew <laughs> my whole life. And yeah, my cousin's his dad. Um, it's a weird thing. <clears throat> so James and Charles Patterson. Uh, show up one day and they said, yeah, this is our our brother in law we want to pick him up. We want to go bury him in California with the rest of the family and Joseph is like, okay, here you go and they lied. They shipped him to Kansas where they're traveling carnival. The great Patterson carnival. Yeah, shows. they lied. They're like, no, he's really this is we're so sad. We're to lose so him. sad and Joseph just believed him and yeah, was like, okay, why yeah, wouldn't take you? Him. people lie all the time, dude. <laughs> it's great. My brother in law. <laughs> Yeah, okay. and so they took him on the road with their carnival um, and they called him uh, the embalmed bandit exhibit and you could in your carnival just go take ride the tilt a whirl. Look at a and dead they, guy. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> look at this dead dude while eating your funnel cake. They I don't put know. him in the tilt a whirl to like really <laughs> scare some kids. <laughs> He's just over on the <laughs> they started putting him in but not buckling him in so yeah. he would shoot out. <laughs> People were like, man, I saw this dude fly out, and we came out there, and he looked like he'd been crazy. dead for months. 
Gross. <laughs> okay. So they did this for six years. Six years? <laughs> They're just traveling, traveling with a dead body? This dead dude. <laughs> How long does embalming last, I guess? <laughs> That's a serious Bro. question. How long? It, does, it doesn't last six years. I could tell by your face. Do we have a picture of what it looked like by the end? Yeah, we do actually. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to see it, do I? Yeah, you do. No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> six uh, years in, someone else shows up and, like, that's my brother in law. <laughs> I uh, think that's my grandfather. <clears throat> Let me see his calves. That's <laughs> <laughs> if I just see his calves. Oh, no. <clears throat> so, uh, after those six years, the ownership of this circus was transferred over to Lois Sony, which uh, just another circus person. I think they just sold the, whole, the whole enterprise. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy, um, he put it into his separate circus thing, which was his traveling museum of crime. And so in the museum of crime, you could come see a real dead bank robber. <clears throat> okay. And they did this till 1949 <laughs> for 30 years <laughs> through both world wars, <laughs> the great depression, all of it. McCurdy's bodies traveling the country so people could pay some money to just look at it. What's crazy is he made more money as a dead guy than he did as a <laughs> robber. Till a 49. Okay, get this. <laughs> Fresh off World War Two, <clears throat> picking up that random girl in the street. That's what they did. They came back from war and they were just like, "You're my wife now." <laughs> For our honeymoon, we're gonna go see a dead guy. Well, I'm gonna go see a dead guy. I'm gonna go see a dead <laughs> the guy. The rules have not changed yeah, yet. Eventually, you'll get to see him. I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not gonna fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, I, in 1949, uh, Lois Sony died, and his company died with him. Okay. And so everything from his circus got put into a warehouse. Everything got embalmed. Embalmed. <laughs> 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 someone was like, "Do you want to see? Does anyone want to claim circus this? <laughs> which inside has a dead person? You're <laughs> just doing inception of dead things. <laughs> they embalmed it, so it'll last forever. Yeah. It's like everything's just like covered in this like syrup. There's a dead museum within a dead. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, Come one, come all. <laughs> hey, thank you again for listening to this episode. Making sure that you don't miss one in the future. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You'll get an alert when we drop a new episode. And if you want more, if you want something a week early, you want to be part of our Discord, more access to us as creators, uh, you can support this show on Patreon. It helps us go a long way. Nothing that we're doing is possible without our Patreon supporters. If you want more information about that, please text Tillin to 66866. Thank you so much for being here. So they they put all of the circus, all the props, all the the games, all the rides, everything into this warehouse in L.A. Um, where his son Dan just kind of was responsible for all this crap for like the rest the of the circus life. owner's son. Yeah, the the son. So Dan just knew he had this warehouse of circus stuff forever and in a dead body in, in L.A. And he would constantly get solicited by people being like, "Hey, like we're filming this movie. Like, do you have a prop like this in your warehouse?" <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> he gets a call from a filmmaker uh, who's filming a movie called She Freak and needed a dead body. And he's like, you know what? I actually have a wax figure of a dead guy uh, if you want to use him for your movie. And so they loan him McCurdy's bot- body. He thinks it's wax? <laughs> yeah. Dan has no idea this is real. Dan, because it happened, it's now. 1964 is Elmer McCurdy the skull in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like there's a real human skull in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Do you know that? I did not know that in the in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland. Yeah, above the bed is a real human skull really because when it first opened they were all real. <laughs> they were all real. I mean most of them. Yeah, how'd they get them uh, from the schools the colleges. And then hold on, wait, hold on. You're gonna have to give more context to that because that sounds like Disney just went and 
took a bunch of college kids and stuck them in. No, 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 no. <laughs> From like their research, like they had oh, skeletons and stuff, of, and they're yeah. like, "Can we, can we have buy your skeletons, skeletons for our ride?" Where they go through, and now there's a bunch of dead. So all of them are fake now, <laughs> except for that one skull. That it is was a just real, too high. They couldn't get the ladder up there. I guess <laughs> that, or they were just like, "Yeah, this is," or it is dark Disney, you know, where they're just like, "Yeah, we're freaking." <laughs> we're, we're, we actually hate these kids. We're here to scare you. Yes. <clears throat> um. So. Yeah, because they think it's wax. Whenever Lois bought the comp bought uh, the other company, that was like 1915, 1916. So Dan was a, a young child, if even born. So yeah. he has no idea that this guy is an actual dead guy. He just thinks he's another circus prop. And so <laughs> it's used in the film She Freak. There's a passing scene. It. I can't find the scene, um, but there's a passing scene where in the background. Elmer McCarty's real corpse is dead in the background of the film <laughs> and they thought it was a wax figure. <laughs> okay. Four years later, the film happens. Oh my gosh. They put it back in the warehouse too much stuff. <laughs> Four years later, uh, uh, Dan Sony sells McCurdy's uh, body along with a bunch of other wax figures to Spoonie Singh which is the owner of the Hollywood Wax Museum. <laughs> Again, thinking it's wax. Thinking it's wax like all the other wax figures. I mean like <laughs> I mean how good is embalming? I really don't know, I guess. I mean, good enough for everyone to actually think and good enough for the owner of the Hollywood Wax Museum to, to see think it this and is a think wax. that's a wax figure. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so uh, Spoonie gets his hands on him, which I want to for a second acknowledge Spoonie as a name. <laughs> I don't care about any jokes right now. <laughs> Let's just go on. I want to know what happens. So Spoonie gets it. Spoonie's and right after, a really funny last name, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first name. <laughs> Spoonie's his first name. Spoonie's his first name. His name's Spoonie Singh. Spoonie Singh. <laughs> That's a made-up Hollywood name. That's stupid. That's no way. That's real. Spoonie Singh. <laughs> That's like they're they literally people do this, all right? Yeah, they sit yeah, around yeah, in yeah. these LA cafes and they're just like, "What's my stage name?" What's my stage name? He goes, "Yeah, my name is Spoonie Singh," and everyone's like, "You're stupid, dude. <laughs> You're real dumb." He's not even a stage person though. He's a the yeah. Wax well, he was owner. trying to be a stage person and then he and then, failed. Yeah, dude. So every person a bunch who of lives wax. in LA and owns something weird tried to be something <laughs> more. That's you fair. know. That's fair, I guess. Uh, so, uh, just do you think Spoonie, the, the people on Hollywood Boulevard that are dressed as that are <laughs> overweight and dressed as Spider-Man? That's you what think they got. That was there what for? they shot for. You know, they were like, "I'm going to move from Ohio. <laughs> I'm going to be the Spider-Man on Hollywood Boulevard." I don't know, but I'm not going to keep in shape enough to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, I guess. That's you were fair. taking a picture with a Wolverine with a gut. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Anyway, so Spoonie gets the body. Okay. Uh, and a couple months later, what year is this now? Um, it is. Hold on, I'm doing the math. This is fifty something. About yeah, nineteen sixty something. Jeez, at this, point. this guy has been dead for fifty years yeah. at this point. Yeah, this is the late sixties probably. Uh, so Spoonie, uh, right after he buys the body, uh, there just happened to be this exhibit that the United States government was doing at Mount Rushmore that they'd made a call out to all the wax museums. And we're like, we need a bunch of wax people to put at Mount Rushmore. Why? <laughs> Why? What could that possibly be? I don't know. I'm assuming I, I can't find context we need a bunch on of this. wax people. We're doing this film set thing. It's supposed to be the moon. We're doing this. Elmer McCurdy was the first person to step on the moon. <laughs> And they thought they were sending wax figures, but he really became the first human the first being. Human, uh, no, it was this. It was this thing where they were testing to see what would happen to wax in like a nuclear explosion. So they bombed it, Mount no. Rushmore, and that's how the mountain was formed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the, the smoke cleared, and there was Mount Rushmore. There were foreheads. <laughs> the explosion made the sound. I was like. Mm-hmm. So there's a trumpet sound. I just want to make sure you're saying there's a trumpet sound and there are the four horsemen. You're saying that the Mount Rushmore is the four horsemen of the apocalypse in this scenario. And all these and the pillars wax of wax. Just, 
these little pillars of puddles, wax. except for one human skeleton just standing. Because Henry melted his skin off, but his skeleton is still just standing there. And I mean, every other wax figure is a puddle, just melted. But he's just <laughs> saluting because <laughs> he was a soldier. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, no, not even close. What happened was uh, they. I don't what know would what they do with the wax figures. Up there? I don't know. My assumption, and I don't know if this is true Photo at all. Wax. I couldn't figure it out. But yeah, my assumption is that they were doing an exhibit about the construction of Mount Rushmore. Was what I assumed. Okay. I don't know if that's right or not, but we'll go sure. with that. So they set it up. Whatever. All the wax is there. Uh, well, they did this exhibit for a couple months, and they sent it back to Spoonie. And I guess at Mount Rushmore, it was pretty windy. So the tips of his ears got blown off. He lost a couple fingers. Um, and so they sent like a check with it. They're like, hey, we damaged your wax and the elements a little bit. Sorry about it. And so he got it and he was like, man, this is a little too gruesome for my wax museum. So he just kind of put it in storage um, <laughs> and for a little bit until he found a buyer. And he sold it to an Ed Leerch. <coughs> Okay, <laughs> this is my favorite one. Who is the owner of the Pike Amusement Park in Long Beach, California? Uh, and Ed was like, "This is a perfect to be a hanging prop in the gallows of my funhouse, the laugh in the dark funhouse. It's a haunted house." Yeah, it is now, <laughs> for sure. And so they hung his lifeless body in some in a noose and just dangled it in the thing and people ran around and it was supposed to spook him like oh it looks like a real dead guy it was uh, <laughs> oh my gosh <clears throat> and it was there until 1976 76 he's been <laughs> dead for 65 years He's been dead longer than he was alive. <laughs> Almost no, literally twice his lifetime. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then what happened? Does anybody ever figure out it's a real person? <laughs> yeah, so here's what happened. Um, on December 8th, 1976, the TV show uh, The Six Million Dollar Man was filming an episode at the Pike Amusement Park, and there was a scene that was going to be going through the laugh in the dark. Uh, haunted house thing. And in that scene, one of the production assistants said, hey, we need to move the noose gallows thing to a different part in, in the thing for the shot so we can get that shot. And so uh, Ed was like, yeah, do whatever you need to do. Just put it back. And so they moved it, shot the scene, put it back. And when they were putting it back, they broke the arm off. And when they broke the arm off, they noticed bone, muscle, tendons. <laughs> and they were like, Hey, wait a second. This looks like a real body, not a wax figure. And Ed was like, "Would you look at that?" Ed was like, "Huh? <laughs> Is that illegal?" Yeah, am I not allowed am I to in have, for that? Yeah, can I not have dead people in my park? Is that not okay? Mm, I, <laughs> you already filmed it though, right? Yeah. Are your you cameras on right? Are you your cameras on the, right now? You stopped the payment. Are your though, cameras right? on right now? <laughs> Okay. Turn, that off. turn the camera off. Yeah, turn, the turn the camera off. Turn the camera off. Be him. <laughs> whoa, Ed. Whoa. Anybody no who talks. Hey, yeah. No anybody who talks. No one comes up. Like, Ed, did you kill the guy? You no, know, clearly, clearly, clearly not. Clearly clearly not. I had nothing to do with I this. It was but, a if you talk, figure, but I swear. <laughs> now hiring. <laughs> hanging guy. Okay, so what do they do now? So this launches an investigation because at this point, you don't know. Yeah, the only people who remember died in like the fifties. Yeah, and so it's been like twenty years since anyone has any idea who this guy is. And someone's like, "I married his granddaughter. <laughs> I know exactly who that is." So they end up launching this massive investigation, uh, and they they found a bullet in his chest. They found, a, a, strangely enough. Deep within his mouth, they found a penny from the 1920s. So someone <laughs> who went to see it in the carnival, the first carnival, was like, "I'm gonna put a coin in there." <laughs> and oh, it's look, look at this dead guy. 
<laughs> hey, honey, I know you can't see because you're in the other room, but look. <laughs> but look, watch this. <laughs> I got him. I got him, uh, Lois. <laughs> there was also a carnival ticket from the 40s. Uh, so another person had the same idea. In his mouth? Like 20 years later, put a carnival ticket in there, and it stayed. In his mouth. Yeah, in his mouth. And it stayed. <laughs> For another what forty years? And then he woke up. <laughs> that was the craziest part. <laughs> What's in my mouth? He's like, this what happened is, to my arm? Oh my gosh, this is more than I ever stole. <laughs> uh, and so uh, they ended up doing all these tests. They traced it back. They traced it back. They discovered this was the body of Elmer McCurdy, famed bank robber who was really bad at it. Uh, and so. They ended up putting out a call and saying, "Anybody want to claim this body?" And two brothers showed up. <laughs> they were like, yeah, "Like right. he's brother. my brother-in-law." That was he's been Walt, dead that was for Walt sixty-five <laughs> years. He's my brother-in-law, and they're like, "Come on, Walt, let it go." And he's like, "I've got a great place for this." <laughs> he's like, "Just you guys wait and see how many bodies I put in my ride." <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> and so uh, nobody claims them. Eventually. Uh, they bury him in Oklahoma next to another famous bank robber under two feet of cement because they were like, we don't want anyone stealing this guy. Because <laughs> let's be honest, if I heard about that, I'd be like, oh, I need that. No, I, need I, was, that I, was, I was preparing to already. <laughs> I, they, they called it. They really nailed it. Uh, but yeah, I got, a, I got a picture of uh, before and after. So this is him I at the first carnival. I see dead it. at the okay. first carnival, which you All already right. saw. And then him after they broke the arm off on set. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Very clearly dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If you saw the one on the right and you didn't see the arm was broken off, it, you might just think, "Oh, hey, yeah, that's just a mannequin thing somebody made for this ride for this theme park." Especially if you're in a theme park or on a movie set, like you think that's. Fake. I guess. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's his real, actual body. Um. <laughs> uh, There's a dead guy on the screen. Aren't you going to giggle? <laughs> here's the best part about this: is he's not the only one. Uh, what? <laughs> Ew! I don't like the way you hear that. You heard that, right? Amplify that. Amplify that, and just make that a sound bite that we just put in places. That sound, that was terrifying. It's so far away from the mic where you're like, ah. who else? So there's this guy, Jeremy Bentham. Ben, Bentham Bentham. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but um, <clears throat> he uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a little giggle. Uh, so he uh, gosh dang it. I keep closing this. He hold on. Let me <laughs> sorry. I'm just so excited. <laughs> he died in eighteen thirty two. And okay. He, he was a philosopher who had this belief. Um, he called it. <clears throat> he had this belief that we should all embalm ourselves after we die and allow embalm ourselves. Yeah. Well, obviously not. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. Have someone else do it. Have someone embalm you after you die and then like leave your body with your friends and stuff. Um, so that way you like, I don't know. They can say goodbye. No, that like you could just still be around or something. I don't. I, I I really don't understand it. He called it your auto icon, and he said leave your auto icon with everybody so they can come still be. You can still be present. Doesn't this happen in some cultures? <laughs> like they just they keep the yeah, body. Yeah, I think we talked about it in a one minute. Yes. Um, where they keep the body. They uh, it, it was a thing. They kept the body and they said goodbye. Yeah. But he was more just like it's nice to have you around, and he so he pictured a world. He pictured a world where like, picture like um. Those long, like in Forrest Gump, when he's running down the long driveway with all the trees. Yeah, he, he pictured a world where you have the long driveway with all the trees, but in between the trees is all your dead family members just standing there, and like that you've just propped up all the way al- along the audio icon. That's what he pictured. Yeah, that was the world that he wanted to live in. Uh, <laughs> and so after it's he, just a horror movie. <laughs> it's just like a. That does sound like a Key and Peel thing, or I guess just Peel. Uh, <laughs> Key doesn't help with that stuff. Yeah, Key does the funny stuff. Yeah, Key's like, I don't want anything. Peel to do with that. clearly has some issues that he's <laughs> taken out of the movies. So, 
uh, so anyway, so he dies did in it. the 1830s. <laughs> yeah, he does. He was in the like, 1830s. hey, embalm me. But then you also gotta like, you gotta hope your family's on board for that. He's like, hey guys, someone's gonna embalm me, and yeah. you gotta keep and me you around. Gotta keep me around. And they're like, <sighs> they're like, I don't know about that. Okay. Um. So they did it. Um. And they, he was a, a philosophy professor, and so they actually kept his body at the University College of London's campus and he was just okay. like in the student union until the early 2000s early 2000s. <laughs> no. Yeah, here's a picture from 2003. Hold on. I wasn't going to show you this one, but now that I said that I feel like I need to show you this one. Um, Do they at least take care of it better than the other one? Yeah, they brush his teeth every morning. Well, a student has to the student body <laughs> freshman. <laughs> the freshman has to go get the pennies yeah, and the little tickets go out of there. Brush Jeremy's teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was 2003. 100. What is that? It was 170 in, years. Yeah, dead in the student union. Um, just chilling there. I yeah. mean, like, I don't want you to Google this because he's just like he's just. And it's what's crazy about style is that he's stylish now. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what's crazy about how <laughs> cyclical style is. Like he's dressed as he's the 1830s now, but like he looks good. Yeah, uh, he's just hands or those gloves. Please be gloves. Those are gloves. I'm sure they um, have to be. Yeah, and he's just sitting in this like engraved with his name, uh, Oregon accumulator box. Yeah, that's uh, what it looks like. <laughs> that's how they keep him looking so. Is good. Is there glass in front of that? I. <laughs> They shut those I big doors know. at night to make sure he doesn't get <laughs> out. What is this? There's huge doors on the outside of it too. I'm going to be honest with you. If there was a dead guy in the student union, I'd steal him all the time when I was in college. <laughs> so like I'm sure they lock that thing up when there's no one around. <laughs> I would always have this guy in my dorm room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> always. Why? Because <laughs> it's funny. That's not. It's uh, so it actually did become a, a pretty big problem with people trying to nab him. So in the mid 2000s, they made a, a weird decision <laughs> to what uh, what to, they did to, was to <laughs> elevate him 50 feet so no one can reach him. <laughs> now he's just he's hanging just in the student union, the student union just from fishing wire. So you can't in, see no, it. No, 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 I'm saying in his little box, but you're saying like bass pro <laughs> like mounted bass pro turkey or something flying I'm saying, above just, I'm just like no, uh, no. What they did is they he looks like the Quaker Oats guy. <clears throat> what they did is they painted his whole face uh, the school colors. <laughs> they painted his whole face gold, closed his eyes and painted like really photorealistic eyes on his eyes and then cut his head off and put it in a box in the student a glass no! box in the student union. <laughs> Like people keep stealing this dead guy, so let's cut his head off and put it in a box. Which is somehow more stealable. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. Uh, yeah, so get this uh, off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's not funny. Get that out of here. Uh, so How much does it cost to go see him? <laughs> Jeremy Bentham? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, like five cents. Is it free? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's in the college. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, uh, the University College of London. Do people take pictures with it? I don't know, actually. Let's see here. We use hashtag Jeremy Bentham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a 10 hour trip from here. Uh, estimated cost is $979 to get us there. Should we make a new tier? Yep. So that's <laughs> it then. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what I, you know, every day I think of worse things that could happen to me after I'm gone. I mean, like I didn't even know that was a possibility. I didn't know it was possible that my body could just be a circus freak for seventy years. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least someone figured it out and buried him. Yeah, after they tore his arm off. <laughs> Can you imagine being that production assistant? You're like, you're like, mom, I just got a new job producing for this great TV show. It's gonna be great. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be awesome. awesome. Is this a real person? Oh my god. That's traumatizing. Hey, can I keep the arm though? <laughs> <laughs> I got new fears. Every day I have new fears. <laughs> I love this story. This was recommended by a patron. Um, let me pull it up so I can uh, remember. 
That's so. Uh, Vivacious Hannah, appreciate you for the recommendation. This is a great one. Do you know what you want to happen to you? We've had this conversation, but like after I die. Yeah. Well, now I want this to happen. Yeah, I really want this. You know, if you die before me, I'm going to embalm you, and I promise I'll put you on the set. Yeah, replace me as no. Replace, no just, you'll just be in this chair, <laughs> and it'll be me, and I'll just sit here, and I'll it, we'll we'll still filter through the angles and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. You'll reshoot every episode. Yeah, and just have the uh, my audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just make new jokes, and like you won't react to those jokes. You know, you'll say something. I'll go. Oh man, I went way off script. <laughs> It'd be great, and at the I'm end, looking forward to that show. It'll never end because I'll just be like, "Are you gonna say it? Are you gonna say it? Are you gonna say, Are you gonna say it? it?" And I'll just be like, "And you'll just you're close your eyes though. We're gonna paint different eyes on you." Things I Learned Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media, produced by Christian Taylor, audio by Alex Garnett, video by Connor Betts, our graphics and our logo by Caleb Goldberg, and our social media is run by Caleb Walker. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Follow us on your favorite social media platform at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Remember to tell all your friends about us, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Things I Learned Last Night.